Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, Real Truth listeners. Today I have uh, Thomas, Ryan, Tom, Ryan. What's better, Thomas or Tom? Tom, I go by Tom. Okay, so Tom, Ryan, uh, Bigly Sales, Artificial Intelligence. Oh man, this is just so up my alley. I'm so excited about today. There's so many. If you're if you're a salesperson in this field right now, you don't have some sort of artificial intelligence playing out. You're gonna be uh, obsolete um, fairly soon. So thank you, Tom, for for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Vinny. I really appreciate it. And I love the intro to the show. That's great. <laughs> it's trying to get you a little excited, a little pumped up. I'm, before. I'm pumped. I'm pumped already. <laughs> so so walk us through. I mean, what does uh, Bigly Sales do? So Bigly Sales, we do AI solutions and we also provide leads to businesses. So is it, I mean, because I know we talked about before we, we got on mic was, um, I mean, I, I heard like a, uh, I think it was TikTok, basically a cold call for artificial intelligence. Is, is yours mostly um, communi- communicative? Is it more of basically artificial intelligence of like dissecting the leads online or how does that work? So right now, we have the ability to write emails using AI. So we can literally take a list of 100,000 people and have the AI create 100,000 unique emails uh, that we send out. So if you're doing B2B stuff, it will actually go, we'll grab the person's slug of their company and we can write a customized thing saying, hey, I saw your company online. I saw what you're doing. Here's why we have a great solution for your specific business. It looks like you took a half hour to write it. Um, but it's actually the AI doing all the work and everything is 100% personalized. Uh, We also have it set up for autoresponders for text and email. So we have a lot of automations on our platform, right? Uh, If someone signs up, if we're running, say, a Facebook ad campaign or a Google ad campaign, and, you know, someone comes and hits one of our landing pages and signs up or, or signs up via Facebook forum, we can start automating out uh, texts to them, a string of texts, a string of emails. And then anytime someone responds, the AI will actually respond back to them. So we can feed in all the information about your business, have that be the one source of truth. Uh, we're using Claude and ChatGPT on the back end. And basically, you'll have your business document, your 10, 20, 30 pages on exactly what you do market trends, whatever, and it will be able to field any of those questions. So that can be used for sales, that can be used for uh, support, um, you know, and it will actually respond and then we can give it a goal. So if the goal is to get someone on the phone with you, we can have it go back and forth with them a couple of times, then push them towards a phone call. Or if we want them to do a form fill, can go back and forth with them a couple of times and say, hey, why don't you fill out this link? Or you know, here's my Calendly or, you know, whatever we really want that goal to be, we can, uh, we can make it do. And where we're going, what we should have live in the first quarter is actual voice calls to be able to have the AI field a phone call, fill out a form for you, um, really be that appointment setter uh, for businesses that everyone kind of needs. Do you, so... We, uh, our team, our real estate team uses ChatGPT a lot for our descriptions now, right? For our real estate descriptions. Oh yeah. And one of the things that we usually do is we try to like, when it gives us, it spits us out like the verbiage, 
we try to say, okay, write this as a college kid or a high school kid, because the, the verbiage seems like it flows a little better and it seems like it's gonna grab more of the attention. Is there like a, a age level that you feel gets a better response when you're doing the responses or is that not a factor? We usually say, uh, write like you're talking to a child. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> that, yeah, we want it to be simple, easy to read, like the newspapers written for, I believe, a fourth grade level or an eighth grade level, something like that. They, oh, they wow. don't, yeah, yeah, like all the newspapers. Like they don't, you don't want it to be hard to read or hard to understand. You're not trying to show off your vocabulary. You're trying to get a point across. So with the prompts, we, you know, everyone's worried about the AI taking over like Skynet, you know, and the Terminator and the Terminator <laughs> robots are coming. I mean, we have to write, I think we have 47 rules on the back end to try to get it to, you know, respond in a way that actually makes sense in the terms of a conversation. Um, oh, wow. You know, I mean, it's still in its infancy right now, but uh, are you familiar with Moore's Law? I've heard it, but I'm not going to say I'm familiar with it. Yeah. So for computers, the processing capacity doubles every 18 to 24, oh, okay. yeah. right? Every year and a half, two years, processing doubles. Well, mm -hmm. that's happening in AI, but it's happening every three to six months right now. Yeah. Which means you say, okay, five years from now, it's six months. Well, we're a thousand times more powerful. Ten years, but we're a million times more powerful. Uh, I, I thought, how's uh, uh, Micho, I forgot the, his name, he's, um, astrophysicist. The, the guy from uh, NYU, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Wait, so I think you're saying that the, the, the cap's going to be the hardware, though, right? And that's what they're working on right now? Yeah, I mean they're they're coming out with chips left and right um, yeah. to do this stuff. So well, NVIDIA, but would it be quantum uh, uh, quantum computers like that? That's going to basically allow us to take us to the next level for AI. So I don't know from a hardware standpoint where the breakthrough is going to be. Um, okay. I know Sam Altman, uh, the founder of OpenAI, yeah. is investing in a chip company where uh, they think it's going to be a hundred times as as fast for the AI chips. Wow. Um, okay. So, I mean, they're working on this. There's going to be yeah. so much money thrown at this in Silicon Valley. And the market cap in NVIDIA is sitting around a trillion dollars right now. So there, there's enough money there for other players to come into the space. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a uh, intriguing, intriguing avenue. Well, let's rewind a little bit. Let's, I mean, where did Tom get into this space? Were you always into like computers, like building websites, like what, building stuff? Or what was your... So I have an unusual path here. I, I was in the staffing industry my whole life. And what we always had to do was do a lot of outreach to folks. And what I found moved the needle for my business was automating that outreach, being able to organize who you want to talk to and being able to reach out to them very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, there, what I saw was you had to follow up with people a lot of times to get a sale. Right. A lot of folks, they called someone once or they'd send one email and they didn't hear back. And they're like, well, I guess they're not interested, mm -hmm. you know, and that just doesn't work. Right. People are so bombarded with information that if you're not touching someone 10, 20 times, um, they are not going to know who you are. They're not going to remember you. You know, there's um, people are seeing hundreds or thousands of ads a day. So for you to stick out, they need to see you over and over and over. Um so anyway, we'd built software to be able to narrow down a database of a couple of million people and find the right 100 or 200 folks and reach out to those folks. And that was where all the success of the business came from. Mm -hmm. um, everything else that we did was kind of secondary. Um, 
So when I started Bigly, we built a sending platform. We built a platform uh, that was able to send out the texts, that was able to send out the emails, that was able to segment your database, that was able to do the scheduling. And then when AI came along, it was, this is a match made in heaven, right? That mm -hmm. between the mass communications, the one-to-one -one communications, the scheduled communications, and then having AI be able to actually write these things and automate these messages and respond to these messages in real time, it can get rid of all the, the problems along the way. So how long was Bigly around before you started incorporating AI? Um, as soon as the uh, APIs came out for ChatGPT, we were, you know, the first one to use it outside of beta. Uh, the no, before, before came out outside of, be, Before ChatGPT? Yeah, like how long were you around before actually artificial intelligence came about? We launched you... uh, July 2021. Okay, so you're fairly close to like right when it yeah when we it okay. absolutely so what was nice is we got to build out all the other technology first right we built out the sending platform the ability to do phone calls through there the ability to do emails through there um, having all of your data stored and collected in one place um, that all of that was complete and then the AI tech came along so and did we pivoted at that point to say this is going to be the direction that we're going because this is the future of sales. Were you, so were you, on the sales side then, before you started Bigly, were you working for a company doing sales or were you still doing like uh, like data entry and things like that? Where it was kind no, of I mean, so I, I had my staff in business where, you know, we did 10 or $15 million every year doing specialized staffing. And I sat on the board of a locum tenens business, uh, which was doing about a quarter billion sales uh, every year um, for locums and nurse practitioners and, and things like that, high-end doctors. And, you know, so my background was always in uh, business operations. And the idea of Bigly, was that more of, okay, I'm working with these people already. This is what their problem is. I'm going to start a company to basically help these entities. Yeah, the, it was basically, this is every company's problem, right? Yeah. Once you get above five or 10 salespeople, um, you know, there's a lot of studies on this, but you need to answer leads within a few minutes yeah. or, you know, literally time to lead. If your time to lead is more than an hour, I mean, it's not quite throw it in the trash, but, um, you know, literally the uh, appointment rate, the answer rate, the, you know, the, the deals done, the, the percentages drop by the minute. Yeah. You know, so someone fills out a form, you should be getting to that form, you know, in one minute, two minutes, five minutes. And the only way to do that's automation. The, and I, I, I know I'm, I'm jumping back on this a lot because I mean, it, I always find it intriguing, especially when COVID happened. Some people basically kind of sat with their hands in their pocket and other people basically, found opportunities out there, right? So 2021, a year after kind of, I guess COVID kind of really happened right there. Was that any kind of catalyst to get you to start Bigly or is that just kind of happenstance? Um, so I started the company after COVID, right? Yeah. I, I launched the the business after COVID. Yeah. Um, but there was no correlation, so. nothing that was like, oh, okay, I'm leaving this other company because our sales are going down because COVID's happening and now I got to start something new. Um, you know, I can't say there was no correlation. Okay. Um, you know, certainly COVID threw a monkey wrench into 
the other business that I was in. I mean, COVID threw a monkey wrench into everything. Uh, yeah. It was just, you know, it screwed up supply chains so much. Uh, you know, suddenly you couldn't get products delivered. Uh, some companies shut down totally. Some company sales fell 80 or 90% overnight. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us have ever seen anything like that. And hopefully we never see it again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously COVID affected it, uh, but it was something that I've been kicking around for a while. I said, I think this is something that could help every small business automating these functions. Uh, I looked around, I didn't see many products out there in the marketplace like that. HubSpot was kind of along those lines. Mm. You know, HubSpot uh, does a pretty good job with, with this stuff, but they didn't integrate phone calls at the time. Um, they really didn't integrate text messages at the time. So I wanted all your communications on one platform and I wanted everything automated. And, you know, frankly, the, the way that they price these things uh, just didn't make a lot of sense for small businesses. Mm -hmm. And then I've changed my business model probably about 10 times since we launched. So what, what did you find? I mean, because ha having a lot of um, businesses on here, the subscription based model seems like it's the best way to go by far, even if it's a lower amount, subscription based, because you can always kind of um, plan for, for next month, next year and kind of expansion. I mean, was that a factor into what you changed or is it more of a number based or tier? Yeah. So, no, these are great questions. I, uh, great, great, great questions. I started out doing a paper usage model and it was exactly what you were talking about. People would use it and they would use it a lot and then they wouldn't use it for a month or two and they'd come back and they'd use the platform again. Um, and then we started seeing all the different issues with it. Someone used the platform and they would get a bunch of responses and then they would forget about it for a week, mm -hmm. you know, and they wouldn't come back in. And again, we're talking time to lead of minutes or hours. You know, if you're talking, hey, I responded to this lead a week later, you know, the person who, uh, who did that, they're not even going to remember it. Yeah. Right. Like, yo, you called us a week or two ago. So like, well, why didn't you call me back a week or two ago? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we would see all the issues with it. Like, hey, you had like 17 missed calls and 45 text messages and 20 emails that you haven't responded to. You know, uh, you're not going to get good results doing things this way. You know, so we, we would try to do a lot of education with folks. Um, but what we found the small businesses wanted wasn't software. Uh, they want a solution. Hmm. Right. So where we moved is they didn't want software to help them do sales. They wanted a lead that was coming in the door. So we moved from a model that was pay to use a platform to a model that is, we'll send you a lead. It's going to be X dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And it totally depends on the industry. Maybe it's $500, you know, maybe it's a hundred dollars. Um, we'll send you a hot lead of someone who is interested in your service and you can get it as a form. You can get it as your phone just rings. Right. If your phone's ringing, you got to have someone there to pick up the phone when that's happening, or you got to tell us the hours that you're going to be there. And uh, we moved to that model on the lead side because that's really what everyone wants. That's the model that is taking over. Um, I don't know the exact growth rate of this model, but it, it's, you know, pretty high double digits, right? It's, you know, this model is expanding 30, 40, 50% a year that more and more businesses are going to the pay per performance model. You send me a lead and I pay you for that lead. Yeah.
Well, a lot of salespeople are getting lazier and lazier. So yeah, it's easier that way just to, to take that lead instead of uh, uh, maintaining it yourself. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and with the new TCPA changes that went into effect, um, you're going to have to start everything with an advertising base, unless you have those people in your database already. You yeah. know, the the buying data is going to be very difficult going forward. Yeah, I mean, that's well, going to affect everyone. Well, yeah, I think they're for like spamming. I mean, <clears throat> some of the new cell phones, right? It goes straight to voicemail now if they perceive it to be spam and um yeah the, the loss of, no i totally agree so so is it is most of your stuff um cleaning up someone's database where they give you the database and then you kind of work your way through it or other ones through like seo then like you're talking about yeah so the the real issue is we want to make sure that someone's tcpa compliant yeah. so we had a bunch of people who were telling us they were tcpa compliant and they weren't and we kind of booted them all off our platform Gotcha. They said, you, you can't use this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, So we, we just had to do that uh, to protect the business. Um, so if someone has, you know, ethically sourced leads that they have gotten in the right way, uh, the AI is magic with it. You know, text messages are wildly effective. The AI is wildly effective. If you're buying lists cold, you know, I, I can tell within about an hour of the first send. Um, you'll see a huge bounce rate. You'll see a lot of uh, very nasty responses. You know, you know, people swearing at you. How the hell do you get my number? Go kill yourself. You know, stuff like that. Um, you know, versus something where someone's on a list that they signed up for, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not really interested anymore." You know, thanks for your time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or, or please unsubscribe me. You know, um, it's a very different, you know, so you can tell immediately if it's a bot list versus, you know, something that was created the right way. Um, and I don't know if you heard about this, but they actually voted to change the rules uh, about two days uh, last week. It was like Wednesday or Thursday last week. Um, if people, if you're listening on the podcast, well, this is uh, just middle of December right now. So just FYI, we might be out like a little bit late after that. But sorry, what were you saying, Tom? And these haven't even gone into effect yet. But uh, at some point next year, and I think everyone's still working through the exact ramifications of this, but it used to be that, you know, someone fills out a form and they can, you know, you can call that person. And then they would basically transfer that to data partners, to other people that they'd set up. They would have, you know, in their documentation, the terms and conditions that no one ever reads. Right. They would say, oh, we can provide your lead to other data partners. And someone would say, OK, we'll pay you five bucks for that lead. And then it would go down a daisy chain. Right. And, you know, so you'd sign up for one thing and then you'd be getting called for 50 other things for the next year. And they've basically outlawed that. So, oh. number one, you should probably buy Facebook stock. Um, <laughs> right. But the, the big change in this is it's going to force everyone to either buy leads that have been ethically sourced or, um, you know, that you can either buy them or you're going to have to run your own ads is what it comes down to. They're, they're going to, I don't know who wrote these, uh, these rules. The social media companies probably had something to do with this, but um, people don't want to get a lot of spam messages. They just don't. So, um, they're trying to get the spam off all the networks. The the phone companies put in 10 DLC uh, recently and have really actually started doing the enforcement on 10 DLC where everyone has to register their numbers for campaigns. Uh, they've just changed this rule where now you can't buy leads because it used to be that someone could have in their terms and conditions, basically I can sell your lead to someone else. 
and yeah. then they would sell it and that person would sell it and, you know, and they would get calls from a hundred different people for the next year, you know, and it was technically TCPA compliant, uh, but it wasn't the intent of how it was set up. And they have just changed the rules on this where now it's going to be much harder to basically if, if I am uh, buying the lead, I'm the only one who can use it. I can't give it to someone else. Yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, I know, um, so I'm with uh, Keller Williams and I know they're going to have a big talk uh, next couple months about advising their clients to focus, focus on geofarming, focusing on uh, psychological farming, where you focus on someone's basically uh, wants and needs, like if they're into like basketball or soccer or things like that. So it's less calling. We'll see, but uh, I mean, it's constantly <laughs> changing and you, you got to try to adapt, but yeah, AI, AI is, I mean, is for sure the way to go. I mean, it, when you're building this brand, what do you, what has been kind of the biggest struggle of uh, focus and what's been some of the kind of the biggest hindrance? Because I know for ChatGPT, when that first came out, I was telling people about it and they're just like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, like <laughs> they had no, no idea of it. And then of course now I think it's, it's, everyone or most people are aware of it, but what was the biggest hurdle for you? I mean, I had so many different hurdles. I can't, I don't even know where to start with that one. Uh, there was technical. So I'm not an engineer by trade. So even though I was doing staffing for engineers, actually hiring guys on the team and managing those guys on the team and how to run those guys is uh, a different set of challenges. So mm -hmm. from a technical standpoint, getting my team built out correctly, uh, was a challenge, making sure the software was working correctly is a challenge, making sure the QA is a challenge, um, figuring out the business model that worked was a challenge. I mean, I had so many different, I've, I've literally changed my pricing model like 10 different times in the last year. Was it uh, trial and error? Did you have a coach? Did you have a mentor? What was it? So I'm big on testing. I'm big okay. on testing. And, and we do this with everything. Uh, and what I mean by that is, we can try different pricing models, all right? We can try different areas to, to see what works. Um, so we, we test everything. Um, right now, we've gone from doing a, a lot of outreach, you know, direct to doing a lot of paid ads. Hmm. And we're having a tremendous amount of success with paid ads, but like everything else, there is a huge learning curve. And if you just put out a video and you think, well, I, I put out a video, I'm probably going to do great now. That's just not how it's going to work. Hmm. Um, I mean, I can get into what's working for us on the videos if you want, but, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of charlatans out there with, with all this stuff with the, you know, on the SEO side, on the, you know, paid ad side, on the, on the development side, there's a lot of people who talk a pretty good game, but when push comes to shove, they can't do anything. No. There, there's so many different coaches, uh, SEO advisors, and I've had I've had some of these people on on this platform, and I've listened to them talk and just going, oh gosh. But no, I I, I hear you. it's it's I mean the proofs I guess in the pudding, right? I mean they're not going to know until they actually can kind of see how I guess your platform works. Um, I mean, yes, I, yeah, go, sorry. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, I know a couple years back I was looking at like different real estate coaches and I was like, if this person can't sell me on their company, how are they going to teach me how to sell to someone else? Right. And so it's the same thing here. It's right. Like if they can see your AI, right. That's working out there and getting their attention, 
well, they're probably going to pay for your services, I would think. Yeah, and I'm not huge on coaches. Um, yeah. You know, I, not that there isn't some value in coaches, and maybe you can get a great coach who really knows this stuff. And, and I love hiring experts, but yeah. you know, um, boy, they better they better show me something really impressive. Give the value, yeah. You know, uh, so I know we went to an AI conference the other day, and the guys running it, it was pretty clear that they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. You know, so I sent uh, one of my guys who used to work at Google, who who's a consultant on my team, over to the conference, and um, you know, he he was there, and he's like, Tom, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. They haven't heard of two thirds of the tools. They, you know, they're basically just showing people how to write prompts that you know you could play around with it for ten minutes and figure this out on your own. You know, and they're charging guys thousands of dollars to show them a prompt they wrote. Um, yeah. Huh? <laughs> no, I, I I agree totally. I mean, there's there's a, it feels like there's an abundance uh, abundance of coaches out there, and you I mean you unless they're bringing some level of value or they've they've been down that that pathway, which with AI no one's really been down that pathway fully yet, right? But maybe they built a business or something that's going to give you that added value, like you're talking about. But it's in this like you're basically a pioneer right now, right? And and that's why we changed the lead model that we did, right? So why why we're selling leads to folks and it's not here's a list here's this here's that but actual leads yeah. is that um you know a lot of folks have gone and they've signed up with a marketing agency and they didn't get any value from it so yeah. they spent 10 20 30 grand and you know they said okay i've spent twenty thousand dollars i signed up two clients and i got a thousand dollars of sales so i'm negative nineteen thousand dollars right mm -hmm. now and they've been burnt so many times they're at a, a place where it's like hey show me you know show me that you can actually do this so everything we do when i'm talking about testing is you run small tests on everything to see if it works and then you iterate off of those small tests so for me to set up a facebook ad campaign we can set up a campaign we can do it for ten dollars a day we can test a creative and at the end of two weeks, we say, okay, we've spent 140 bucks. And how, what's our cost per lead, right? Uh, do we have any leads? You know, how many leads have we gotten? And, you know, typically what I'm looking for is we want leads coming in, you know, um, as cheap as, as humanly possible. And then they have to actually be quality leads. So, um, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls there. Are the guys actually the real people that you want for your business? Um, you know, are they in your market? Are they, are they the right type of people? And then you actually have to follow that all the way down the chain and see if they convert. And then are there other areas on there where there's a problem? So if that lead came in and then no one calls that lead for, again, let's say three days, your conversion rate is going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, it, it's, if you're doing this stuff, you want to set up the automation. So um, we know that there's a lot of things that have to go into this. Um, what I'm doing with the AI right now is using it to replace appointment setters, to actually book people into appointments, to make sure that the follow-ups are automated, um, you know, and eventually maybe even replace the entire sales call, you know, but to, you know, get them where, the AI does all the legwork for you on the front end, and now you have an interested prospect, and now you have to get on the phone with someone that is pre-qualified that, you know, 
checks all your boxes. Um, you know, so let's say we're doing this for realtors. We're not doing it for realtors right now, but we might start. You know, we have a lead that comes in. We want to make sure, hey, does the person have the money? You know, do, the down payment's going to be 50 grand on the house. Do they have the $50,000, right? Do they have uh, everything that they need? Um, are they in your market, right? And then we would send that person over to you, uh, set the appointment and, you know, do all the automated reminders to make sure they actually show up. How long, I mean, because you, you've talked about it a couple of times, right? Where you're, you try, you try it out, see if it works, make the calibrations and then try it again. I mean, in, in your estimation, how long does it take to calibrate something so it, you're on the right path? Or is there a kind of set time frame that, that you've seen that works best? The faster you can do it, the better. So I think what a lot of guys do is they try something and they say, okay, I'm going to try it. And they don't change it at all, right? They, they say, okay, we're going to try doing something on Google, right? And they put it out there and they're not getting the results they want or it's too expensive. And they say, ah, I tried it and it didn't work. Right? That, that's not how it works. This is like, you know, I'm going to go play basketball for the first time. I used to play basketball in high school. And I took 10 shots and I didn't hit them. And I said, ah, I'm no good at basketball. I'm out of here. Right. That's just not how life works. You, you have to put in your reps on this. This is like going to the gym. Uh, you're not going to be strong after your first day in the gym. You're not going to go to the gym, lift weights one time and come back the next day and expect to bench 225. You know, so it's the exact same thing. It's what are your processes, looking at the processes um, and tweaking those processes until you have it right. Where are things falling on every step of the chain? You know, <clears throat> so um, it, it's and, you know, I, I like I like numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I like managing by numbers. I want to know, you know, uh, literally every step of the process, what is happening with those numbers so you can manage the things properly, you know, and, and the, the AI, um, why it's so powerful is it just allows you to do things at scale that you can never do with an individual. I, I had, um, oh man, I, I, I'm going to butcher the first company's name. I want to try, but they, um, they had a, a artificial intelligence company that basically would dissect a salesperson's call. So it was actually a checklist. So while the person's talking, it would give them a ranking at the end of the, the conversation. I mean, do you do anything like that to kind of keep accountability on your salespeople? No, well, I mean, what we're doing is, I mean, we're using it to book appointments, right? So yeah. someone responds, hey, I'm interested. Great, you know, <clears throat> um, and the AI will respond for whatever it is. Great, you're interested. If it's something simple, they fill out a form. Hey, I'm interested. Great, yeah. you know, what's your availability yeah. to set up a meeting? Oh, I'm available next week. So the problem isn't when the person responds right away. The problem is when the person goes dark, right? Yeah. So guys filled out a form. He was probably interested. Right? Maybe it's 2 a.m. where he is, right? He's, you know, woke up and he used the bathroom and he got on his phone. And he did it. And then, you know, then he goes back to bed, right? So the next day he's going off to work. And now you're trying to reach the person. You can't reach him. <clears throat> so to automate the follow-ups, right, to automate text messages, to automate emails out to that person. And then once they actually respond back to be able to field their questions, to be able to answer their questions, to be able to handle any objections they have, to then get them to book that appointment that you want. And why you need this is, say on average, you need to reach out to a person 10 times to book them. Some guys book right away yeah. and you can just throw out every lead that doesn't book right away, but then your cost per lead is going to go through the roof, 
So, you know, you really need to be doing follow-up in sales. And if you're getting in 50 leads a day and you got to follow up with all of those leads, you know, 10 times, right? Now you're 500 follow-ups per day. And if you say, okay, I'm working 20 days a month, right? Now there's 10,000 follow-ups. And if you're an individual or it's like two of you or three of you, 10,000 follow-ups is, I mean, close to impossible. Certainly on the phone, it's impossible, right? So it's not that people are lazy. It's just in order to get these things, there's more work that goes into it than you can possibly do on your own if you're a small business. So, you know, setting up those automations for people is so important. And we know that most small businesses just don't know how to do this stuff. That, you know, you're not an engineer, you're, you're not great with tools, generally. You know, I'm going to generalize now. Some some people might be say, hey, I'm, I'm great with everything. I, I do this all myself and I love it. But that's not 98% of the salespeople out there, not 98% of the small yeah. business owners out there. So, you know, we automate that process for them. Before I forget, if someone's listening and they're looking to see if uh, you do their market, um, what's the best way of them getting more information about Bigly Sales? I can tell you, <clears throat> outside of just a pure AI solution to their own database, we've stopped accepting clients right now outside of home services. Okay. Um, home services is our primary niche that we're in right now, and I just don't have time for it. We have too much business. Gotcha. Um, which high quality problem right now. But, do you, you know, do you plan to open it up in the future? Yeah, yeah. We're okay. we're we're going to be opening up more verticals in the future, but right now we're just focused on things around the home. Uh, high-tech items, you know. So, so if, if for them to just stay in tune, because I know on your, your Instagram, at least, and I, I'm assuming some other platforms, you put a lot of content out there. Is that probably the best way just to see if another vertical is going to open in the future? Yeah, or, or reach out to us, you know, reach out, and we're happy to keep in touch. And, you know, we automate all this stuff anyway. So as soon as someone fills out our form, they're in our system, and, uh, you know, we'll be reaching out to them over the years. <laughs> Right. Go, go in the show notes. We have uh, all their information in there. I wanted to, to finish it off with this question, Tom, and I appreciate so much for you being here. Where do you see artificial intelligence going in the future? Where do you see bigly sales? I know you already talked about basically the chips that are being <coughs> kind of manufactured or I guess being developed. I mean, but where do you see all this going in the future? So I, I, why I brought up Moore's Law is with AI, everything is going to double every three to six months, even if it's nine months, it doesn't matter. Uh, that means exponential growth. And people have trouble understanding exponential growth. I have trouble understanding exponential growth. Um, you know, that this is going to be thousands or millions of times more powerful this decade, yeah. right? By, by 2030, we're talking tens of thousands, millions of times more powerful than today. So any of the technical issues, this is like someone who went on the internet in 1996 and they're like i tried to download an image of a naked girl and it didn't work so you know no one's ever going to use the internet for for looking at naked girls right (laughs) (laughs) obviously that's not the way it played out it's it's going to you know i tried to shop and it didn't really work real well so no one's going to shop online right this is going to be the same thing except it's going to be exponentially faster um you know for from a sales perspective i see the ai doing most of it that the big companies are going to have it automated. Um, there is so much room for improvement with customer service. There's so much room for improvement 
with sales, with response time to leads uh, that, you know, from my standpoint, what we'll have this year, next year, you know, uh, 2024, 2025 is uh, you'll have an AI that can use literally any voice that will be able to answer any question and is, you know, I, I totally agree with what Sam Altman saying. It's going to be more persuasive than a human. It's going to be able to answer questions better. It's going to be able to do anything. But where I see big picture, any task that is done on a computer, the AI is going to be able to do better than a human in the next couple of years. Do, do, you, do you think there'll be regulations going in the future where it's something like, oh, anytime artificial intelligence is reaching out to a, to a human, they have to notify the human? that they Yeah, do- they're going to do that, but it's going to be the de facto. Right. It's going to be the standard. It's not going to be, hey, you, you got to know it. It's going to be everything is going to be artificial intelligence. You're calling Comcast. It's going to be AI. You're calling AT&T. Yeah. It's going to be AI. You're calling, right. Any company that you call, it's going to be AI. And they're probably going to do a better job than what you have right now. Because I can tell you, my experience when I call Comcast or AT&T are generally not that positive. Right. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Any task people do on a computer, AI is going to do it better than you. If it doesn't do it better than you already, it will shortly. Um, it can draw a drawing, you know, better than a layperson right now uh, in seconds. It can write an article better than I can write one in seconds. It can, um, you know, do a lot of medical diagnoses better than a doctor, you know, most of the time in seconds. Now, it might not be better than the absolute top expert in the field. You know, if you're a luminary um, but it's going to be better than 99% of the general population, pretty much every field already. And as we get faster chips, because that's really the limitation, like you said, is on the chips, it's just going to blow everyone away um, in very short order. I'm talking the next, you know, probably in the next year. Um, So that's where I see it going. What does that mean? It means that in-person is going to be so much more valuable. Right. Having actual relationships is going to be so much more valuable. Community is going to be more valuable. Shows like this are going to be more valuable. That the the value is going to be in that in-person um, communication because anything that's on a computer is going to be done by, um, you know, by AI. All right. I, I, okay. Now, I, I honestly have just one more question. Yes. Yeah, question. Okay. So if... I, and I know you're not bringing on other verticals right now. And if people are curious, right, I know follow your Instagram, follow your platform. Is there another platform that you would say would probably be a good avenue? I know you didn't like that convention you went to, but a good avenue where people could <laughs> listen to, go to, to hear up to date or things that are coming up in the AI space? So I would look, I mean, for for AI in general, I, I don't know. There's a ton of stuff out there on the internet. Um, I would follow closely what OpenAI is doing. They are the absolute leaders in the field. I can tell you uh, AI and Claude are one and two for um, chatbots, right? They're one and two for for anything written. Um, OpenAI has their Dolly product where, you know, my daughter was using it. My my nine-year-old daughter would talk into it. They have something called Whisper where you hit a button, you can speak to it. It understands exactly what you're saying. It's been trained with every podcast and every video that's ever been on the internet. And she would say, hey, do this image because she's actually creating a children's book with me. And um, she would talk into it. It'll create an image. It's not as good as um, Midjourney yet, 
right? Midjourney, I think, is the best for images out there. Um, but the leaders in the space that have tens of billion dollars behind them, I, I think those are going to be the winners. Hmm. Um, so I think OpenAI is an obvious winner. I think Claude is a winner. Um, I still like Stable Diffusion for, um, I'm sorry, not Stable, uh, Midjourney for anything that's created for artwork. Um, for anything voice, I would check out Eleven Labs. Eleven Labs can clone any voice, can uh, do any voice. You know, if you want to write a script to have Barack Obama do it, you go to Eleven Labs and they can have Barack Obama write whatever you said. Uh-huh. Or James Earl Jones or Elizabeth Hurley or, who, you know, whoever your favorite voice is. Right. You know, Trump, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and, um, you know, so the leaders in the space that are getting tens of billions of dollars thrown at them and already have the technology and already have the engineers on staff, I, I think they're going to keep pulling away. Well, I appreciate it so much, Tom, for, for being here today. Hopefully everyone got some great nuggets right there. Um, just do yourself a favor. Again, go to their social media just to, to kind of watch their their content out there. Great stuff right there. And again, if you're in the sales industry, you got to try to find something that has a, a AI incorporated into your, your business that you can incorporate into your business. Because again, if, just like a website, and I think Tom's point, right? If you didn't build a website back in the day, you probably were absolutely and learned you how to do it. I mean, fairly quick. So please subscribe, please share, go find Tom. Yeah. This is coming about 10 times as fast as the internet did. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the road to growth success of an entrepreneur. Please like subscribe and stay connected. Visit www.theenriquezgroup.com. Yeah. I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group signing off.